0: I will find you, you will ask, what will you do when you find me? Don't be scared of yourself, don't be scared of me, don't be scared of yourself. Hey, i'm dawn and i'm ashley
1: we would like to welcome you to the work it you are worth it podcast
2: where a couple of friends sit around and discuss healing growth and healthy relationships hey ashley hey dawn how are you i am well how are you i am wonderful actually i'm really good today um my son signed on to the Army last night.
1: He did, because I know the we had talked, and there was kind of a question if he was going to actually do it while back.
2: Yeah, no, he did. He uh, he signed on to the Army. He is going to be an Apache Helicopter Systems Specialist.
1: Wow, congratulations, and thank you for raising a son who's going to do service.
2: Oh, thank you, and thank you. I'm I'm super proud of him, super scared. Yeah. Um, but I keep reminding myself that's out of my control. Nothing to worry about. He's he's an amazing child. He will be amazing, and and just super proud of him. That's
1: great. That's very. I'm um, I'm very happy for you. I'm glad. That he has found his path. Um, I got home yesterday, um, Saturday, yeah, yesterday morning at like 2, 2.30 in the morning. And I have literally been just trying to make up sleep and energy and so, but I am glad to be home and into my own, my own domain. We kind of briefly talked. We have, there is a topic that you are interested in discussing tonight. What? Yes. Go ahead. Share it with us.
2: Well... So, in attending different CODA meetings, different 12-step meetings, in just different interactions in my day-to-day life even, I often hear people say that they allowed someone to do something to them. To be a little more specific, I allowed them to hurt me. I allowed them to use me. I allowed them to abused me I often hear people say that and every time I hear someone say that I get triggered I I allow myself to be triggered because I don't allow someone else to do something they are they are their own people they make their own decisions they choose what they do unless I am your mother I'm not allowing you to do anything and I'm certainly not allowing intentionally someone to hurt or abuse me. If I knew that was their intention to use hurt or abuse me, I wouldn't interact with them. So to say that I'm allowing it removes me from the victimhood. Yes. But then it immediately puts me in the perpetrator role. I'm not, not a victim anymore, but now I'm allowing you. I am, I'm giving you permission to hurt me, which now I'm calling myself my own perpetrator. It just, it just hurts my heart every time I hear it. it. It makes me cringe because I don't allow them to hurt me. I, I may allow myself to be in denial. I may allow myself to remain in a bad situation longer than I should for a lot of really intense reasons. Um, I may allow myself to be victimized over and over daily by myself, right? By calling myself names, by repeating what that person said, by believing what that person said, by living as though what that person said was true. I may do all of those things, but I am not allowing anyone to do anything negative to and I feel really strongly about that. And I don't know why I feel really, but I, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I feel really strongly about that. I can
1: hear it in your voice. And my question, and I will, I definitely want to talk about it, but I want to know why it bothers you so much. Because, right, that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. It's not matters what anybody else says. It matters why it bothers you. I think it bothers
2: me because I've been hurt a lot by a lot of very important people in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially as a young child, I was hurt a lot by the people that society told me were supposed to be there, right? The people that society told me were supposed to be these perfect, amazing adults that just knew everything and never hurt me and never had any problems. And I was insanely disappointed. I want to I wanna put a little blurb in there that it's not that I think it's their fault. However, I was hurt. And by saying I allowed them to hurt me, I'm hurting myself again. And I've worked way too hard to love myself to say that I allowed my mother to hurt me the way she did. I didn't allow that. I didn't allow my father's actions to hurt me the way they did. I was, I was innocent. I was a victim. And to say that I allowed it, I don't know, it just feels so wrong. It's just on a really, really deep level. Like, I didn't allow any of those people to hurt me. I may have not been strong enough to stand up for myself, I may not have stood up for myself. I may have done a lot of things that, that I, I have grown and learned and wish I wouldn't have done or not even wish I would have done, but would change, whatever, wouldn't do now. I don't know how to say, but I didn't allow them to do what they did, any of that. And I think that by saying I allowed them to, it takes away some of my power that I've worked really, really hard over the last few years to get back.
1: Okay, so I have a couple of things that I, one big one I want to talk about, but I'm going to, first I want to, I think one of the things we do sometimes, right, I understand what you're saying. I have said, as an adult, the relationship that brought me to recovery, um, or brought me to the 12 steps, I was very, there was reason for me to question his, his behaviors, and I didn't. I did allow him to maintain, continue these behaviors because I was aware of. I was, there was red flags. I was aware of them, and I just continued to ignore
2: them. You allowed yourself to remain in a situation that you knew was unhealthy. Yes, I did. Um, but you didn't allow him to continue those behaviors. You you allowed yourself. To remain around those behaviors, you allowed him to do those behaviors around you, but you have no control over him. So how could you allow him to maintain those be- He chose to maintain those behaviors. He did. He was an adult. But I, I was also an
1: adult and I could have made a different decision. And by me not s- stopping and ending or calling calling him out, whatever you want to say, On these inconsistencies, I did allow him to have this other kind of get away with stuff. I let him get away with stuff. If I'm honest about it, I knew something did not add up.
2: But I just. So I think the wording is very important. You allowed yourself to be in denial, you allowed yourself to overlook and ignore the flags that you saw. And that does not make you a perpetrator to yourself that allows you to take accountability and gives you space to make power where, right? Yes. I ignored those red flags. Okay. So now I know what red flags I need to look for. Now I know how to be alert and yes, I saw them, but I didn't do anything. Well, now I know how to build the confidence so that if I need to do something, I can being accountable for your responsibility, your, your behaviors, gives you the power to no longer do that. However, as soon as you take responsibility for his behaviors, you're removing your power because you aren't in control of him. You cannot allow him to behave in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't. And, and I think that that wording is really, really important because it's the thoughts that we tell ourselves. Right? So if I tell myself that I allowed him to hurt me, now I'm, a, I'm hurting myself every day that I say that because I allowed him to do it. How could I do that? Why would I allow? So I didn't allow it. He chose to do it. It happened. Yes, without a doubt. I remained. There's my, I have accountability. I have responsibility. But his behavior, their behavior, their actions are not my accountability. They're not my responsibility. I think it's a really
1: important distinction. And you know, I'm very much on the way we talk to ourselves. You know, I'm always like calling that out. So it's very interesting to hear, like I had not put, I hadn't looked at it that way. That saying- I think a lot of people don't. Right. That putting, I love really what I love about what you said is that I've put myself into the perpetrator position and- I never would have considered it from that angle. I understand, like I know what I'm trying to say and when I'm saying it, what I'm like, right. But I never connected that. Now I've went from the victim role to the perpetrator to myself,
2: right? And, and how I, much gray areas that there in, in between, right? Right,
1: right. That is a very insightful connection that you have
2: made. That I wouldn't. I'm. I'm, I'm I just. I just. So. It, and it came from I heard people talking and I heard I heard one person say, I allowed myself to bop, ba bop, 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 bop. And I was like, "Ooh, I allow myself to do that. And then I heard another person say, I allowed him to do this to me. And I went, whoa, wait a minute. That's wow. That doesn't feel. And it was just this. And I've I've mentioned it a few times in the past, but it's never really been a big thing. And and for some reason today, it it really stuck out to me. Like, I don't know if somebody needs to hear this. Obviously, I need to hear it, obviously. But I didn't allow them to hurt me. I did not allow anyone to do any of those negative things they did. Because if I had a choice, it would have never happened. I didn't have a choice, therefore I couldn't have allowed it. By saying that I allowed it, I'm making myself a perpetrator. I need to take responsibility for my actions. Taking responsibility for my actions gives me power. If I am in denial, if I am remaining in harmful situations too long, if I am remaining too loyal to unloyal people, if I am trusting untrustworthy people, I need to acknowledge those things. Those things are super important. So on and so forth, right? There's a million of them. i can go gone for days. Those things are important. And I need to not make myself a perpetrator. I need to not give myself more power that I don't have. I am not in control of someone else's actions. I, I, I am just not. So and i obviously
1: like this is not a discussion we had really before so in the morning right so i'm well, and my right. mind is going a mile a minute here trying to think through this but i do have one question for you um and we probably will come back to this the, that part but you said something and then you it was very early on in when you were talking about kind of leading up to what you were going to say You said, I am the mother and I am allowed to, right? Nobody's allowed to do anything, but I'm the mother and I'm allowed to.
2: No, no. What I meant was I, if I am your mother, then I can say, I I am allowing you to do this, right? That's only a mom can allow a child to do, like, I'm allowing you to spend the night at your friend's house. Okay. I'm allowing you to go outside and play. So basically, what I mean is like I am giving permission by by saying you are allowed to i i I allowed them to allowing someone to do something is giving permission to them okay that's what i'm yeah that's what I mean just like I'm not allowing I'm not giving anyone permission to hurt or abuse or mistreat me or be negative to me, right I didn't allow my 10-year-old daughter, my 11-year-old daughter, to roll her eyes and slam her door. She did that of her own accord. Now, I may have allowed myself to get angry at her for it, but I didn't allow her to do it. I didn't allow my 18-year-old son to go play downtown today after school without telling me. I may have allowed myself to react to the fact that he was downtown without telling me, but I didn't allow him to do it, right? By, By saying I allowed them to or I didn't allow them to, that is either giving permission or not giving permission. I, I, I mean, I guess I hate to say it in this extreme, and, and I don't know if we even can, but I feel like by saying I I allowed them to abuse me, I allowed them to mistreat me, what is the difference in saying I allowed them to kidnap me? I allowed them to rape me. I allowed them to murder me. It is making a victim a perpetrator. You, It's blaming the victim. There's no blame. It's just... No, it's not okay. And no, they did wrong, but I'm not looking at them. I need to look at me. I allowed myself to do whatever. I allowed myself to feel whatever. Whatever my accountability is, it needs to have nothing to do with them. It's not about them. What they did was what they did, period. It was what they did, period. It's their side of the street. That's their business, how I feel about it and what I do about it. That's my side of the street. That's my business. Certainly didn't allow them to cross into my side of the street. Let's
1: go back to some examples of how would you reward that? How would you, if you were talking to someone that had said it, said it in that form they al- allowed me, me to give me your
2: i allowed example and i'll, I'll reword it for you I'm, yeah okay. i get better at that yeah no no
1: that's fine i allowed him to cheat on me and right I, that i know is not the case but i'm gonna use that one
2: i turned a blind eye to behaviors that i saw and did not examine them i allowed myself to be in denial i allowed myself to stay loyal to unloyal people and trust on un- trustworthy people? What
1: about if it was children? So I allowed my child to yell and scream at me
2: and slam the door in my face. I, I can't allow I'm not in control of my child's behavior. My child is their own person. I, I can't like I didn't allow my child to do anything except go to their friend's house right? Things that I can give permission for. We're talking about an actual active behavior. Like I can't allow somebody to scream in my face. They are in control of their vocal cords. I can't, the only way I could stop them from screaming in my face and slamming a door is to tie their hands up or tape their mouth shut. And that's abuse. I can't do that. So I didn't allow them to, they just did. I allowed my reaction. I allowed my response. I allowed my behavior that followed. Hopefully it would have been to walk the other way and ignore them because that's what 11 year olds do. (laughs) Um, But I can't allow her behavior. She's in control of her behavior.
1: I'm trying to think of a scenario to give examples in in multiple different cases. Um, So I'm trying to think about one at work actually. And that one's a little bit tougher for me. So that one
2: I can't. All right. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of some, too, and I'm having I, – I, I, I don't I want to use any specific ones, but, right, I've said a lot of the ones that I hear a lot. Right. I allowed him to hurt me. I allowed him to scream and yell and verbally abuse me, or I allowed him to physically abuse me. I've heard people say that, and, no, I'm sorry. You didn't allow him to hit you. The only way you could stop him from hitting you is if you tie his freaking hands up. If he wants to hit you – He's going to freaking hit you. The only thing that you allowed is yourself to stay in harmful situations way too long. The only thing you allowed is yourself to be a victim. The only thing you allowed is remaining denial, right? I don't allow anyone else to do anything. I'm so stuck on that. You mentioned denial. And I guess,
1: you know, if we look at the different characteristics of of recovery, what would you say I am allowing this person to do to me? What, what, what categories would you put it under? What characteristics? When someone
2: says I allowed someone to hurt me, yes. what characteristic I would put that under? Mm-hmm. Control. Why? Well, because you're you're acting as though you're in control of the other person by saying that you allowed them to do it. You cannot control them. That is control. Is there another one you can think um, of? I would also add denial. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I would also add denial, right? Because I'm in denial. If I'm worried about allowing them to hurt me, I'm in denial of what I'm actually allowing myself. I'm focused on them. I'm not looking at me. That's denial. Avoidance doesn't avoidance kind of goes with denial in this right. one. I mean, avoidance is I'm avoiding the truth of the matter, which is that. Probably shouldn't detach from this situation, this person, this behavior, this addiction, this whatever. I should probably detach from it. I need to remove myself from it as I see it happening. And if that means I'm around less and less until I'm not around at all, then that's what that means. But I, I'm not allowing them to do it, I'm just allowing myself to be around it. So, speaking of detachment,
1: how do you start the detachment process with someone?
2: Well, usually it starts with getting sick of their shit, <laughs> right? I mean, right? Usually, usually it starts with finally accepting that it is what it is. They are who they are. The situation is what it is. They're going to do what they're going to do, whatever. It doesn't matter. It usually starts with accepting, which usually starts with getting sick of it. So, then once I accept that I have no control over it, I just remove myself every time it comes up. So, (laughs) this is going to be a fun one. We can use my mom and my brother, for example. I love you guys. I know they're going to listen to this. They listen to the last several. Every time we post, they listen. I love them. Anyways, my mother, my brother, and his girlfriend were having some things going on. They were having some trouble. And... Um, my mother decided that it was, it was her job to interfere. It was her job to, in her mind, fix it, whether that was what they, they did not agree that it was fixing. They, they decided that it was breaking and she thought it was fixing. And right. So you see where the issue there, obviously I needed to detach from that situation. Totally out of my control. They're in New York. I'm in North Carolina, thousands of miles away, hundreds of miles away, whatever, Um, I, 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 it, it has nothing to do with me. Literally, that's their business. I adore my brother. I love his children, all of them, even the ones that aren't his blood kids. I love them too. That just is what it is. But it's not my situation. It's not my business, whether or not I agree with my mom, I disagree with my mom, I agree with my brother, I disagree. It doesn't matter. It's just not my business. So every single time I would talk to my mom, she would want to talk to me about my brother. All about my brother. Oh, this is happening and this is happening. And it finally got to the point where I was like, Mom, listen, I'm not talking to you about him. It's none of my business and it's none of your business. It's out of our control. And every single time my mom would say my brother's name and start talking about something negative with him and his girlfriend, at first I would just interrupt her. Mom, it's not my business. It's not your business. It's out of our control mom, this is nothing new. I don't want to hear it. Come on, mom, enough. And then finally it got to the point where I would just hang up. She would mention my brother's name and I would hang up the phone. I I don't live near her, but if I did and I was at her home and she mentioned my brother's name, I would say, all right, love you. Bye. Right. I mean, there were certain times where we'd be on the phone and she'd mention my brother's name and I'd say, hey, you can change the topic or we can hang up. And she would start to change the topic, and it'd be awkward for 30 or 45 seconds, and then it'd be perfectly fine, and we'd be talking again for the next 30 minutes. It was a new way of doing things, but it worked really, really well. And now, my mother doesn't talk to me about her issues with my brother or issues with my sister. She talks to me about the good things about them. She tells me about their kids at school and their kids' Christmas presents and... When they have dinner together and how great they're doing. She doesn't talk to me about the negative things because over the course of my 12 step program and my recovery and my journey, she's learned that their negative things are none of my business. I will not intervene. I don't want them, it's not
1: mine. So, did you have to make a grand announcement that I am not talking to you about my brother? I am not talking to you about the negative relationship that you have with my brother. Did you have to make some, a grand announcement?
2: What did you do? I didn't have to make a grand announcement. I don't think that is required in any way, shape or form at all. I don't think you have to tell anyone anything that you decide to do. If I decide to do something for me, it's about me. It has nothing to do with you. I don't have to tell you even if it's about right. If, 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 if you do XYZ, I am going to do XYZ. I do not need to tell you that because whether or not I'm going to do X, Y, Z, Y it means none of your business, right? It has nothing to do with you, it's me. So you're gonna be you, you're gonna do you. By saying, hey, if you do that, I'm gonna do this, that's kind of manipulative. In this situation, I kind of, I, I didn't say, hey, if you do that, I'm gonna do this, but I did say, mom, I don't wanna talk to you about my brother. Mom, this is nothing new. I've always known, I don't want to talk to you about my brother. Mom, if you keep talking about Vic, I'm going to hang up. You can either change the subject or we can get off the phone. I don't want to talk to you about my, right? So I, I, it did, and the reason that I did is because it was new, right? I've spent 30 years talking on the phone to my mother about everything and everyone and she would go on and on and on for hours about the people in her life and the people that she cares about and all of the bad things in their lives and all of the ways she was trying to fix it and then i would go on with all of the ways i thought she could fix it and for a long time that was our entire conversation it was always about everybody else we didn't know how to talk to each other about each other and putting that boundary in place to me, it felt important to really let her know, like, hey, listen, I know I've done this before, but I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm not interested in having this conversation. And if you need to have this, this conversation, you'll have to go have it with someone else. Unfortunately, I'm not the one. Um, so with her, I did. But no, I don't
1: think you need to. When I, But I don't hear that. When I, and when I say, did you have to make some grand announcement? What I mean is kind of with that is. Having this mom from now on going forward, I am not going to talk to you about my brother. And there is, right? I mean, it, this very, when I say guess a grand announcement, is like calling you out of the blue to announce this and then I'm hanging up. Yeah, no.
2: Right? Yeah, no. It, this was a very natural progression of the conversation where. She would talk about him and bring him up, and I would say, "Mom, I don't want to talk about that." And she would keep going, and I would say, "Mom, listen. If you can't change the subject, then I need to get off the phone." And then a lot of times she would change the subject, but once or twice she didn't, and I would hang up. All right, I love you. I got to go. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And I get off the phone. And I think that's, that's to my it.
1: point is, and what I want you mm-hmm. know, going to kind of get through, you know, get everybody to understand is, it doesn't have to be this grand announcement. It doesn't have to be this direct. Statement. No. It it can be, and I'm just going to say it this way because you're a drug trainer and it just works. I can train people how to have a conversation
2: with me. Right. I, I teach people how to treat me. Exactly. I, I've, I've heard that for so many years. I've heard everyone say, I teach people how to treat me. And then I hear the promises of CODA say, um... You can learn to communicate with your family in a way that is, uh, a, a way which is safe for me and respectful of them. And for the longest time, I was like, how, how is that possible? How can I stand up for myself and defend myself and still be respectful? Yeah. And then I learned about detachment. Detachment is how I do it. Detachment is, is, hey, listen, I love you, but I'm not gonna talk to you about my brother. I'll talk to you later, or you can change the subject. Detachment is, hey, it sounds like you've had a few drinks tonight. Um, I, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Or, um, right, when, when they call you crying about the neighbor's friend's dog that passed away that they've never even met, but the neighbor's friend is really sad, so the neighbor is sad, and maybe we should make the neighbor's friend some cookies, and don't you feel really bad for the Sorry. I don't have to create fake empathy for people and pets that I don't know. I love dogs. They are my wife, quite literally. I don't have to create fake empathy. That there, There's no guilt with saying, sorry, I don't know your neighbor's friend. I've never met them. I can't help them. Detachment. The
1: it's a very freeing thing. I have learned to be able to say to my mother, if, if I'm having a bad day and she calls, it's okay for me to say, you know what, I'm just not in the mood. Are you okay? She says, yes, I'm going to let you go. Like, I don't have to stay attached to her feelings. What How she feels about me saying that
2: is not my problem. I don't even have to answer the phone. Exactly. Right? That's my choice that's your choice. We, that's our power. I own the power to answer the phone. Now, if I answer the phone and she belittles and berates me, I didn't allow her to belittle and berate me. I may have allowed myself to stay on the phone and listen to it. I may have re victimized myself by repeating those things that she said and believing them or taking them in as mine when they're not, they're hers. Um, but I didn't allow her to do it. I just didn't hang up. Now, if I'm being healthy, then I would say, whoa, click, <laughs> Right? There's there's really no words. If I answer the phone and you begin belittling and berating me, I'm just going to hang up the phone. My mother would never do that anymore. Right? We've right. grown a lot in a very, right? I, 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 and I do say anymore because there was a time when something like that would happen. And I didn't hang up on her. I would scream and yell right back. Who the hell
0: are you calling names to?
2: Like, I remember hours, we would hang up on each other and call each other back, hang up on each other, other (laughs) and it wasn't just her. It was me too. Oh, yeah. For hours screaming. Like, my ex-husband used to look at me like I was insane and just put his head down and walk out of the room when me and my mom got on the phone.
1: That was bad. That is exactly how my mother, my mother and I were. I mean, it was, it was screaming at each other right you, you I, I laughed because she was like screaming at each other hanging up one of us calling the other one back to yell at the person for hanging up on us to then the, the other person hanging up to call back it was this vicious vicious circle and I can't tell you the last time that I actually have been in a screaming match with my mother I don't remember now I don't
2: remember
0: like oh keep...
2: it's been probably twenty I would say at least fifteen to twenty years since right. I've been in one with mine.
1: Well, I am very impressed because mine has not been that long. But my mother and I went through a very tumultuous time ten years ago, but it's it's probably been that it's probably been that long.
2: It's probably I was gonna, gonna say I moved away from my mom too. I moved yeah. I moved like four states away uh seventeen, eighteen years ago. So Okay. It's it's yeah. <laughs> so, I just that's then we didn't even talk for several years after that, and you know, it's been a lot, but I mean, but it's been a very long time since we have had screaming matches because the detachment that's right, because of detachment, right? I think we have come full circle on this
1: topic. It was very interesting how we're talking detachment and then we get back into the allowed, and so I think this is a perfect place to kind of wrap up this episode um yeah do you have any final words about this because this is definitely a topic that you wanted to talk about and I was I'm always all in if you want to
2: kind of wrap up on that topic I would love it I just and I think I've probably said it a hundred times during this podcast already I'm gonna say it one more I don't allow anyone else to do anything I am not in control of other people's behavior I don't allow them to hurt I allow myself to do things. I allow myself to remain. And if I can't find a way to blame myself, it's probably because the blame isn't. Thank you for um,
1: this great topic, and I hope the listeners enjoyed it. I, I it was it was uh, it was. I'm really honestly, it's going to be something I take away from this because I like I said, I it's not something that I had thought of it in the way you put it. And it really, it's really was very thought provoking. So thank you for that. All right, everyone. Um, Ashley, have a great night. I um, will talk to you. You also, Dawn. Thank you. Next week, listeners, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workiturworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it, because you are worth it.
0: I will find you. You will ask. What will you do when you find me? I will find you. Give the answer to your question. What will I do when? Don't